Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living. Preached to you by our residing pastor, Reverend Dr. Charles Osset. We hope you are blessed by the Word of God, and may your life never be the same. Hallelujah. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 14. Jeremiah 17, 14. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. For thou art my praise. Amen. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. This morning I heard prophet talk about it. Say, heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Amen. You see, we all need healing one way or the other. Some need physical healing. Some need emotional healing. That is what, see, it's not all healing that is physical. There's physical healing. There's also emotional healing. That is why when Jesus Christ said, Bible said that, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to bind the broken hearted. Broken hearted is not a physical disease. I mean, broken heart is not a physical disease at all. Something inside is broken. It's not clicking. You wake up in the morning, there's no energy. There's no zeal. And there's also the physical. So this morning, I feel there's an anointing here to pray for healing. He said, heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's pray for healing. Wherever you, are, wherever you are, whether it's your heart, your chest, your kidney, your lungs, your back, your emotion, depression, whatever it is, lift up your voice and let's pray. Kalia Mama, pray for healing. Healing, O Lord. Majandalia mama zenderia baba Ila mama zenderia baba Nimekandaria baba Ila mazonoria baba I don't know where you are feeling weak Where you are sick Which part of your body is not working He said heal me O Lord And I shall be healed We are asking for the Lord to heal me Lord Lord heal me Lord heal me Lord heal me O God Somebody ask Lord heal me Concerning this my headaches Lord, heal me concerning this my this my bleeding problem. Lord, heal me concerning this my asthma. Lord, heal me concerning this my uh, emotional instability. Lord, heal me, heal me, Lord, heal me, O Lord, heal me, O Lord. Heal me, o Lord. Heal me, o Lord. 
for he is the Lord that healed thee. I don't know what you are feeling. When you are feeling sick in your body, there is an anointing to heal. There is an anointing to heal. You have a relative in the hospital. Believe God for healing. He sent forth his word. He sent forth his word. He sent forth his word. And healed your disease, O God. By the power that healed thee, O God. Your body that you are not feeling well at this moment why don't you place your hand on that part 
and let us go down on our knees and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. It is not because of our good works. It is not because of our righteousness. It is not because of our good physical planning. But it is all by your grace. It is all by your mercy. Blind Martinius said, have mercy on me, thou son of David. Have mercy on me. This Sunday morning, Father, I go down on my knee and I'm asking, show us mercy with your healing. With your healing. Father, heal our diabetes. Heal our hypertension. Heal our migraine headaches. Heal our asthma. Father, the cancer of our breast, heal it, Lord. The cancer of our prostate, heal it, Lord. The cancer of Father, the cancer of our wombs, heal it, Lord. Father, every gynecological problem, you are our healer. Let the bleeding stop. 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 For you are our healer, Lord. Father, the emotional problems. Father, heal our depression. Heal our depression. Heal our depression. Heal our anxiety. Heal our anxiety. Heal our suicidal thoughts. Even the suicidal thoughts. Lord, touch and heal right now. For you are our healer. Yes, Lord. You sent forth your word. Father, the problem with our joints, our joints, the aches and the pains. 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 The stiff joints that makes us difficult to move, oh God. Father, this Sunday, by your mercy, Son of David, heal your children, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for absolute and perfect healing. In Jesus' name. And let all the saints sound, Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. The Lord has healed you. Have a testimony we can share. Please be seated. I believe it. Send forth your word. He says, Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Amen. And God healed by his mercies. Hallelujah. Uh, by his mercies. Not by your good works, but by his mercies. Amen. That's why I blind my just son of have mercy on thou son of David, have mercy on me. Amen. I believe the miracles are taking place right now. People are healed. Go check yourself and you have a testimony for the Lord. Amen. Go check yourself. You have a testimony. The Lord has healed you. Hallelujah. You didn't even believe that you'd be healed, but you are healed. Amen. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Well, you're all welcome to church. It's a beautiful place to be. Put your hands together for the Lord. And last week, I started talking to you about a very spiritual topic. 
it is very spiritual. In fact, for all of us, it is the reason why we are even here. It literally controls our thoughts and our moods and our behavior. Hallelujah. Yeah. And I'm talking about money. L'argent. Cash. I mean, don't look at me like if you don't care about it. <laughs> I mean, if you don't care about it, why? I don't think you are here because she likes snow. Amen. So, I'm talking about money. I'm talking about money. I'm talking about prosperity. Money. And we have to talk about money the right way. Hallelujah. You see, you have to talk about money because money is dangerous. Money is very, very dangerous. Hey. If you don't have some, it's a problem. It's a serious problem. <laughs> and if you have some, but in the wrong way, it's also a problem. It can actually destroy you. I mean, some of you, if God was to make you a millionaire, God was to make you a millionaire by next week. I mean, you can't handle it. It will destroy you. <laughs> I mean, some of you will pass, but some of you, I wonder. Do you understand? So, we are talking about yesterday, we had a, a very we had a financial section with the men. It was very powerful. I think I organized that again. You really gave us a lot of insights. What's a blessing? But you know, all that I want to say is that money is spiritual. Hallelujah. But God said, it is I who gave it the power to make wealth. Amen. So we have to begin to see money as a spiritual thing. Hallelujah. And let's deal with it spiritually. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? Money. And you are not the only person who is fascinated with money. Even in the days of Jesus Christ, it was so. Jesus did a lot of miracles. Emmanuel, he did a lot of, he raised the dead, Lazarus from the dead. If uh, he healed the woman with the issue of blood, some of them even some of them, even when he did the miracle, they wanted to kill him. But the day he fed five thousand people, and there was extra to take home, the boy said, Hey, this guy will make you a king. <laughs> There was take away. He said, anybody who can feed 5,000 and they'll be take away, we'd like him to be our king. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. That was the time they wanted to make him a king. All the other time they wanted to kill him. But when he gave them, James, when he gave them food with extra, they said, ah, if you can do that. Because you see, because the truth of the matter is that anybody who can have a certain level amount of provision and supply, automatically people want you to lead them. Mm. That 
is why you struggle with your wife to call you sir when she's richer than you. I'm not saying it's right, but I'm saying it's a struggle. <laughs> Should I preach at all? Because you see, when you can provide for her and give her everything, it, it doesn't have a difficulty calling you my Lord. I'm not saying she's right. Please don't, 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 don't. She's not right. But I'm just giving you practical situation on the ground. So no one said, Reverend said, I cannot submit to you. You are a fool. I didn't say that. <laughs> All I'm saying is that it's easier. Which is the same reason why it is better to get a rich person to rule a country than a poor person. If you don't know. You see, a lot of the problem, a lot of the problems we have in Africa is that poor people come to power. And when they come to power, you begin to see a hungry man rule. But when the person is already wealthy, that, that's why they walk to the what you learn, whose kings are babies who eat in the morning. See, when someone who is broke suddenly sits on top, it's very dangerous. Though. So what I'm trying to say is that let's have it. You have to understand money and understand it well. Amen? Amen. And see it, look at it from with a good spiritual eye. Amen. Amen. And bottom line, believe God that you have some. I, I don't know why you want to be broke. Honestly, I don't understand it. Why do you want to be poor? Is anybody who wants to be poor? So I don't even see why. And then, then two, there is no correlation between poverty and spirituality. So don't assume that the fact that somebody is poor does not mean that he's spiritual. Neither is there any correlation between poverty and humility. In fact, there's a correlation. There is something called PIH. Poverty-induced humility. It's a condition. So the person is humble, yes sir, director, chief, because he doesn't have, the day he gets money, you will see the true colors. <laughs> Hallelujah. May you not be poor. May God prosper you. Some of you are not believing. I say, may God prosper you. May God prosper you. May heaven prosper you. Say, it is I who give it the power to make wealth. Amen. So I'm talking about, and, and of course, if you're talking about money, then let's look at it from the spiritual point of view. And the, one of, there's, no, there's no other better way to look at money spiritually than look at the concept of tithing and giving. The concept of tithing and giving. Hallelujah. Yeah. Look, there are certain principles in the Bible. You just have to obey it. When it comes to prosperity, it operates by giving and receiving. Amen. Yeah. You just have to accept it. Hallelujah. In other words, what I'm trying to say is that 
You can fast and pray for 21 days. If you don't pay your tax, you will not prosper. Yes, you'll be holy. <laughs> As a holy, you'll be holy. But prosperity? Because that's not the way God sets it up. Can I get an amen in the church? Yeah. When it comes to when it comes to obedience, God wants us to behave like sheep. Hallelujah. But when it comes to prosperity, he says, this is the way I will prosper you. If you give, I will bless you. That's all. That's all. I've been a Christian for many years. Serving the Lord and working in the church. I know people, some Christians, who, if you call for prayer meeting, they don't even come. You declare fasting, you won't see them. But anytime there's giving and paying in the church, they are the first person to do. And, and surprisingly, they are, they, are, they are prospering. Because they, are, they have activated that principle. I'm preaching. Surprisingly, they prosper. Hallelujah. So let's, let's, let us learn to activate the right principles. Amen. Yeah. So that's what I'm talking about tithing. And like I said, I'm not here to go into a debate of whether it is a New Testament or an Old Testament law. I mean, no, 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 no. We've gone past that stage. Remember, we've gone past that stage long ago. Long time ago. If it's, if it, if it's in the New Testament, and then so is Psalm 23. I'll hear that, isn't it? Because if you're going to say that tithing is an Old Testament concept, then so is Psalm 23. Because Psalm 23 is in the Old Testament. The Lord is my shepherd. Then, then, then the Lord is not your shepherd. Because you are a New, you are a New Testament believer. So you can't say, the, the, why, why say Psalm 23? Because the Lord is my shepherd. I shall know. It's, it's an Old Testament scripture. So if you're going to rise up and challenge me in your mind that it's a new, an Old Testament concept, then I'm also then I agree with you. Then don't read Psalm 23. Don't add Psalm 91. The Lord is my light and salvation. Don't add it at all. Are you hearing me? Let us believe the whole scriptures. Amen. So it's not even about what it's an old, that's not what it is at all. I just gave you, last week, I gave you some reasons why God established the tithes. Amen. And we're going to continue. Why God established the tithes. In the book of Deuteronomy. Hallelujah. When we read the book of Deuteronomy from, I mean, verse 26, one of the first reasons I gave you, we learned from the Bible, that God established a tithe, as God to Deuteronomy, I'm going to read from that all day, as a form of gratitude. He said, when the Lord has brought you to that land, how many were in church last week? Oh, I see. How many were not in church? Please show my hand. Try and get a podcast, eh? because they're very important, so we can catch up, because I can't go... Okay. But I'm telling you, you try and get a podcast so you can begin. The, God established the tithe. He said, said that, uh, and it shall be that when thou art come to the land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee, and possessing thee, that to show gratitude that you are grateful. You are grateful in the sense that God is saying that when you come to the land, which the Lord your God giveth thee. In other words, God is saying that anything you have, I gave it to you. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says a man can receive nothing. 
A man can receive nothing except to be given from above. So he said, when you come to the land, remember that this land that you are here, this land that you are possessing, this land that I gave it to you because if I don't give it to you, you won't have it. So when you honor the Lord, you are acknowledging, you are acknowledging that he gave it to you. That's all. That's all. I mean, the reason, I mean, sometimes, you see, the reason why some of us struggle to acknowledge that somebody has helped us, sometimes it baffles me. No, there are some people, they struggle to acknowledge that somebody helped them. It baffles me. Sometimes it baffles me. It's your pride. Why can't you say that this stew that I made, this person was the one who taught me. But you are acting like you are some original person. Why can't you acknowledge that this job that I had, this person walked me through with his resume. Why don't you talk about it? I'm preaching. You can't acknowledge help. You can't acknowledge help. You see, I mean, you cannot acknowledge that. I mean, even this place that I'm living, somebody walked me through it. this one will work. Give it a shot. But you struggle to acknowledge. I don't know. And and the reason for your struggle to acknowledge because you are proud. You are proud. You are proud. If I preach, I must be able to say that I'm preaching from this book that Bishop gave. It shouldn't sound like it's my own original message. It's pride. You go to do your hair. Oh, your hair is nice, oh. He said, oh, sister, so, so, and so. Was the one who told me that, oh, the way your hair is, this particular wig will fit. So she bought this. You don't even want to say it's a week. You might have it's a week. <laughs> so God is saying that, look, I just want you to pay tight. To show, acknowledge that this job, I gave it to you. That's all. This, this agree that I gave it to you. Because when you pray that, you are saying that you acknowledge that I gave it to you. Amen. But when you don't pay, then you are sure that you are not acknowledging it. Look, if a brother connects you to a sister, acknowledge the brother. 
acknowledge the brother. I just acknowledge the brother. That as I'm enjoying in this my house with this nice wife, if it was not for this brother, I would be chewed on. <laughs> they deserve it. Hallelujah. Yeah. Why do you act so mystical? Even the job you had, somebody walk you through it. Somebody actually walked you through it. Come and sit down, let me show you this. And now you are acting like you don't even know the person. You see, ingratitude. Ingratitude is your problem. Ingratitude is our problem. And the Bible says, God is not unrighteous to forget your level. It's not to forget who has helped you. It's a sign of unrighteousness. You are not grateful at all. You are not grateful. And some of us, you see, I am saying that the reason why you are not even going higher is that because you don't show gratitude. May you change today. May you be a grateful person. Yeah, just be grateful. Hallelujah. So God is saying, look, just bring the tithe. Just to show that I, I bless you. That's all. Hallelujah. And then you continue, and, and, and then you talk about it's also it was established for remembrance. Also, and also to remember where you are coming from. He said, a Syrian ready to perish was my father. He said, remembrance. He said, I, 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 I. Let me go back. He said, remembrance. Is, I'm talking about gratitude. I'm talking about, I'm talking about that's, you see, have you seen how spiritual the tithe is? The tithe, the, the tithe talks, reminds you, shows that you are grateful. And the tithe also shows that you remember. And remembrance is important. You must remember. You must remember. You must remember. You must remember. Remember where you came from. You must remember. Because you see, sometimes our misbehavior comes from lack of remembrance. So <laughs> I said, I just, I just remember the story. Shall I tell you the story about people who don't remember? Many, many years ago, somewhere in one of our, in, in, in a church, one of our churches, that I happened to be the pastor. Some sister was putting pressure on her husband that they should move from the apartment. Pressure! I mean, pressure.com. <laughs> they were living somewhere in this area. Uh, I don't even want to mention <laughs> pressure that we can't live here. The, 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 the pressure and the guy was being stressed. You know, you know the type of pressure.com that. <laughs> so one day, I went to visit them. They invited me. So when I went to their house, Reverend Afonso, and I sat down, you know. This is a long time story. Those were the days of albums. Now nobody has albums. You know, we used to have albums. Some of you don't know what an album is. Do you know what an album is? You know what an album is? Carl, you know what an album is? Yeah, you don't know what an album is. <laughs> you don't know albums. But those of you who remember albums, you know, we have pictures in an album. You remember, right? With the negatives in the back. <laughs> so when I went to the apartment, whilst I was waiting, 
She gave me an album to go through it whilst I'm waiting. And that was her greatest mistake. <laughs> because as I began to flip through the pages, and I saw her, and where she was coming from, Gabby, I mean, I was showing, I was watching her pictures. And as I was flipping through the pages, you see, in one of the pictures, one of the pictures, I remember clearly, you know, in Africa, they have this type of chair, they're winning the small chair. It's not even a stool, the flat one that, the bench, you know, it's a small one. The wooden one. In one of the pictures, she was sitting on that wooden one like this. And there was a coupon in front of her. It's not quite open. <laughs> and a raffia ventilator. <laughs> As I saw where she's coming from, James. And I was just saying in my head that you are complaining about this apartment. At least it has a condition. There's a heater. There's a carpet from wall to wall. And you are complaining that this place is no good. When you have given, I said, that was the mistake she made. I didn't say that. I said, hey, if you knew, you're not have given me this out. <laughs> I said, what? That's where you're coming from. On somebody's son to move and go and buy a three bedrooms, a three bedroom house now. That was a mistake. I tell you, that was a mistake. You see, then on the other page, you know, the, the, the living room, you know, the type of it's, it's, it's like one room that there's a bar like this, then there's a curtain. So on this side is the bed. <laughs> I said she made a mistake. You see, there's one large room, but there's a, a beam. Just like you know how this. There's a partition. On one side is a bed. Then the other side are the chairs. You know, two, uh, two ones and one. And then there's the carpet. You know what? Lilonium carpet. They line. It's lilonium, right? That material. You don't vacuum it. It does not even vacuum it. <laughs> and I'll just ask myself that, hey. And somebody's son has brought you here and has put you in an apartment that has carpet. There's an air conditioner. And you are putting pressure on this poor guy that you can't leave. You cannot leave here. When I'm just looking at your album, you cannot leave here. <laughs> I'll, I'll just say to myself, you cannot leave here. When I'm just showing, I'm just going through an album. No, it was a mistake she made. I just look, I say, oh, really? Thank you very much. 
arrest my case. Next topic. <laughs> because to me, she had forgotten. Sometimes, you see, our behavior is a reflection. We have forgotten where we came from. You don't remember. It's the non remembrance that leads you into error. Yeah. Oh, the pressure was too much. The pressure was too much on somebody's son. It was too much. So she was pressure was too much. Move, 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 move. Because she has, they have, let uh, have two children. The place is too small. The children cannot finish. Your children, you were sleeping on the mat. You have forgotten. I mean, eventually they move. All of them are depression. Do you see? Do, do, what she, you see, what, what, what ticked me off was that I can't live here. And then I look and say, you cannot live here, you. And I'm looking at the picture. And I'm looking at <laughs> Not live here. So God said, "Remember that you were Syrian, ready to perish." And some of us, some of us, we really need to remember. You need to remember. And then sometimes, you see, and one of, one of the things that will keep you humble is that one of the things. Remembrance. One I say, remembrance makes you humble, because you see, if you are someone who thinks carefully, you will know that. Look, some things say. If the Lord had not been on your side, I mean, it will not be easy for you. You know that read. If the Lord has not been on your side, hey, have you left a place that you were praying that where nobody should find out? <laughs> or if you want to work, and as you were leaving, you pray that some things are not discovered. Yeah, you pray that. Hey, this one there, Charlie. In fact, it was Bishop Ogo who said that sometimes you have to pray for a field. Sometimes Bishop, Bishop Ogo who said that sometimes you, when you are praying, you must pray that, Lord, let there be a field harvest. Amen. That's what he said. He said, sometimes you should pray this prayer, Lord, let there be a field harvest. And she explained it. He said, the Bible said that, whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. Some of the things that you have sown, if you have to reap it. <laughs> yeah. ah, so pray that, Lord, some things even though I have sown, let it, let it. Let <laughs> the harvest fail. <laughs> so I'm so I, I beg you, Lord, don't let it grow because if it grows, some things pray for drought. I like that. Pray for drought because whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. Some things that you have sown, let there be hamatan. <laughs> because if it grows, to not be easy. <laughs> Can I get an amen from this corner? Pray for a field harvest. <laughs> Pray for some things that they shouldn't grow. Yeah. Say sometimes you have to pray. Christians need to pray for a failed harvest. I mean, some seeds that we have sown into somebody's marriage, if you were to reap that in your marriage. <laughs> some of you mothers. Some of you mothers. The way you used to disturb somebody's marriage. Pray that it has no pray for a failed harvest in, in your daughter's marriage. Because he may skip a generation and come to your daughter. Hallelujah. So say, remember. Let us remember. Amen. And also, also to know that, and God also, as a, as a thanksgiving, to give thanks. 
Amen. And then the next one was that, so that you will enjoy the 90% in peace. Hallelujah. In peace. Yeah. So that's where I ended last week. So maybe you should go to verse 7 as I continue. Deuteronomy 26, 7. Okay. He says that. <clears throat> Actually, no, you go, go to, let's go to, okay, verse 10. Let's continue from verse 10. He said, verse 10, And now, behold, I have brought the first fruit of the land, which, the, which thou the Lord has given unto me, that I shall set it before thee thy God, and worship the Lord thy God before thy God. Verse 11. And thou shalt rejoice in every good thing which the Lord thy God had given unto thee, unto thine house. Okay? And the Levite, and the stranger that is among you. Amen. So, one of the, the next reason why God instilled the tithe was also to take care of to take care of special groups of people. They say that, and thou shalt rejoice in every good thing that the Lord has given thee. And, and, and uh, God has given thee unto thee, unto thine house. And thou, and the Levite, and the stranger that is among you. Amen. So God also expects that certain groups of people should be taken care of because of the tithes. Hallelujah. And here God mentions the Levites. He did not say that the the, uh, the Jebus, I said the Levites. The tribe of Levi. He did not say the Danites or the Benjamites. The Levites. And who are the Levites? The Levites are the priesthood. Uh, priests. This is what some people have. No, 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 no. The Levites are the priests. People who serve God full time. Full time minister is a Levite. And the Bible says somebody who serves God full time should be paid from the church. It's clear. The Levite. A full timer is a Levite. The Levite, God said that I'm sharing the land. The, the, the Levite should not have no portion. Everybody had a portion, but the Levite should not have any portion because they should work for me full time. And therefore, they must be paid from. So, for somebody like me who goes to work in Beth Israel, I am not a Levite. That is why the church does not pay me. I'm preaching. So, your. your you, you, are, you are not supposed to pay me with your tithe and up, with, with, with the tithe. I am not paid by the tithe because I am not a Levite. That's the difference. Apostle Joel is a Levite. And therefore, he must be cared so well by the church. But I am not a Levite. Are you hearing me? I'm not a Levite. I am not a Levite. He is not a Levite. Where do you wake up? <laughs> New York. New York. You are not a Levite. No, I'm not. You look like a Levite. Are you a Levite? No. No. I'm not a Levite. Moses. No. Aaron was a Levite. Moses. 
get a Levite. So the church does not pay me and it's not supposed to pay me. And therefore, the, if I come at the side, this church is not paying me, so I'm leaving. It's a mistake. Because I am not, by the division of I am not a Levite. I'm teaching. I'm, I'm not a Levite. I am not a Levite. So the tithe that you come here to pay, I am not supposed to get any of it. And I do not get any of it. And I do not get any of it. Because I am not a Levite. But they are Levites. They are Levites because you need Levites in the house. You need people who think about the church seven days a week, all the time. Apostle Joel, Sister Ivana, they think about the church every time. They are Levites. Because somebody has to think about the church every time. Are you a Levite? No. Or a Levite? No. <laughs> no. But they are Levites. Hallelujah. So I'm, I don't expect, I don't expect to pay you a tithe. I mean, the father, your sister, the treasure, doesn't make you give me some of that. <laughs> no. He's your, he's your brother, right? Your, your junior brother. Do you, give, do you give me some of that? No. <laughs> Zero. You don't even pay his transportation fee. Oh, big sister. <laughs> Levites. Hallelujah. Huh. So, Emmanuel, that's what I'm trying to share with you. Understand it well. But if somebody works for the church full time, God expects him to be taken care of from the tithes. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm talking about the tithe. What is different? Let me, let, me, let me throw in the other thing. What is different from honoring somebody? Because Bible said that you should honor those who teach. So you can give me a gift or something as a sign of honor. There's a difference. That, oh, this man has been a, a blessing to me. He has been a pastor to me. So maybe on the, I want to honor him with something. That's honor. It's a different thing from me, the church paying me. There are two different things. You can honor and you can honor any prophet, any man of God that you choose to honor. Because also comes with his own blessing. But when we talk about the tithe, he said, I'm talking about the tithe. Payment. No. You should be a full timer. So I cannot bring I cannot bring a gas bill to the church. That, you know how much my gas bill is? drive from the Poconos to here. Have I given you a, a, a bill before? That this man, this is what, this is what I spend on TNT. You know TNT? <laughs> oh, TNT is a kind of thing. Oh, yeah, I mean, tra- transportation. What? In and out. I can't bring, I can't bring a bill for that. No. I can't bring a bill for my laundry. No, no, it's not. My dry cleaning. No. Because I'm not a Levite. Hallelujah. But like I said, that, that is not, but it does not mean that, you see, that's what I'm trying to make this thing. 
you also honor a prophet. You honor a teacher. The Bible says, they that teach you in the word, they that don't know, they deserve. So, because it's a good preacher, he prayed for me, God bless you, man of God. That's a, that's, that's a different category. It's not the tithe. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, one is the, 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 the priest. Then the next group was the strangers and orphans. I'm talking about tithe now. The stranger, the orphan, the, f- the foreigner. Hallelujah. Yeah. The foreigner. The foreigner. The stranger. The orphan. So, for those of you who have, don't have a problem, a church is only about the gospel. The gospel includes taking care of the needy. The gospel includes taking care of the poor. I'm preaching a good message. You. The gospel includes taking care of the needy and the poor. Jesus said that I was poor. I was hungry. You fed me. I was sick and you did not visit me. He's, he's, he's talking about a condition. Certain things people need to be taken care of. And it's amazing that he used that as a basis of judgment. That because you did not take care of the poor, they needed enough to go to hell. Can you believe it? to our prophet because as much as he's into soul winning and he does a lot of evangelism he has also established care for the needy as part of his ministry that is why we have an orphanage we have an orphanage there are real human beings in the orphanage they breathe like you breathe they poop like you poop but they have no mother they have no father is a mother and a father to them and God expressed the church he's a stranger hallelujah so, so like what Reverend Derek was saying so on Father's Day I mean the least you can tell us on Father's Day the least you can do is to bring an offering special offering so that we give it to the orphans everybody at least ten dollars let us give it to the orphans And our, and our orphanage is not a photo op. You know some people have orphanages that are just... You know some people have orphanages a photo op. It's just something in pictures and I, nothing exists. This is a lot of this type of charitable organization that all over in America. We are having, we are having a, we have an orphanage in Africa donate to it. You better go and check. There's nothing in Africa. <laughs> but I was, I can give you the address. There are human beings there. There are real human beings there. Who, are, who go to school? Who bath? Who, and, and children are expensive. Whether they are own children or somebody's children. Child, a child is a child. Whether it's your own child or somebody else's child. Hallelujah. So, but God expects them to be taken care of. Amen. So, one is the priest, and two is the stranger, the orphan. Hallelujah. I really thank God for our prophet bishop that for the many things you see he, a lot of things he does behind the scenes that we don't know we have a full orphanage we have a special hospital for the disabled 
whereby people with amputees come and get prosthetics free. Look, some places say, eh, pray that you're not disabled. If you want to be disabled, be disabled in America. <laughs> I said, if you want to be disabled, be disabled in what? In America. Some places, if you're disabled, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, in America, if you, are, if you are disabled in America, there's SSI, disability, social security, they give you a wheelchair, they give you a visiting net. If there's any place you should be disabled, it's here. <laughs> because some parts of the world, if you are disabled, <laughs> you will crawl on the floor. You will crawl on the floor. A human being crawls on the floor in the dust. Somebody has to carry you and put you on the potty. Your only means of eating is to stand by the roadside and beg. Is that true? Yeah. But here, no, 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 no. Here, even some of you who are not disabled, you are trying to say you are disabled. <laughs> you, are, you, are, you, are, you are repackaging your disability. Because when you see the SSI check, you say that suddenly asthma is a disability. <laughs> I mean to say asthma is a disability. If I, if you, if you are even using your weight, obesity is a disability. <laughs> because the check is not it's, hey, some of this check you are big The SSI check. So if you want to be disabled, then you rather be disabled. <laughs> Yeah. But some parts of the world. So we have a whole uh, um, uh, uh, handicap hospital for prosthetics for the crippled, braille for the blind, blind. That is fully, up, fully paid for. They can't pay. There's no insurance. Which one from the way? Health insurance from the way. There's nothing there. So somebody. So by the grace of God, that God has given me, he has actually established this center that the cripple comes, the blind comes, the handicapped, we fit them free. So they can, the beggars. Yeah, we have a ministry that we feed prisoners. Prisoners. Every year we feed prisoners. And once again, if there's a place you want to go to prison, go to prison here, not in there. <laughs> because prison here is not like a prison over there. Prison here, prison here you have a library. You have, huh? you have a bed. You even have what's called conjugal visit from time to time. Somebody, <laughs> a prisoner has rights. I must also have conjugal visits. Some place, some, some, some place if you go to prison, you will know what prison is. So, but so I'm talking about the church, the tithe, the money in the house of God. Amen. And by the way, so we do that. All, all them, you can go and verify they are all true. Is there? Hallelujah. Yeah. Then, so to take care of special groups. Then the next reason why God established the tithe. Uh, okay, let's go to, hmm, that's a very interesting one. What, what verse are we now? 11, 12, okay, 13, let's go to 15. 
verse 15. Actually, let's start from 13. So we can get the whole story. Then thou shalt say before the Lord thy God, I have brought away the hallowed things out of my house. And I have also given to, and I have also given to the Levites and unto the stranger, to the fatherless. Have you seen the fatherless and the widow, special groups, according to all thy commandments which thou hast commanded me. I have, tra- I have not transgressed against thy, thy commandments, neither have I forgotten them. I have not eaten thereof in my morning. Hmm. Hmm. I have brought all of them to you. And I have not, he said say that, I have, not def, uh, I have not eaten thereof in my morning. Neither have I taken out of any for unclean use. Let's talk a little bit about this one too. It's getting deep. He said that the fact that you are mourning does not mean you eat the tithe. I have not eaten thereof in my morning. I have obeyed your commandment. Yes, I was mourning. Yes, I had a bill. Yes, I had a debt. Yes, I had some severe to do. Because of that, I did not pay my tithe. I have not eaten it in my morning. So your morning is not an excuse. It's a good message I'm preaching to you. Because some of us, we abuse our morning. You know, Rev, you know, I had a, a, an accident. And, you know, I, I didn't pay my title last month because, you know, Reverend, I had a, I need to have to take my car to the mechanic. And they say that the engine is broken down. I have not eaten it in my morning. I'm just teaching you. I'm talking about it. Not in your morning. I've not eaten in my morning. You are mourning, but it's not the reason. I have not eaten it in my I have not eaten thereof in my morning. Yeah. Uh, uh, I have not eaten it in my morning. This man was tight, though, so I didn't pay my tight because I have to. No, no, you are mourning. We are not saying you are not mourning, but it is not the reason. <laughs> Holy Spirit, help us. Put your hand on the hand and say, help me, Lord. Because a lot of you, that's our problem. You eat it in your morning. Then the next one. Neither have I taken, uh, neither have I taken away up thereof for any unclean use. For unclean use. And shall I explain to you? Shall I explain to you? Because the Bible said the tithe is holy. It belongs to God. So if you don't use that, if you don't use that money for tithe, it doesn't matter whatever you use it for, it's unclean. So A wig is unclean wig. <laughs> I'm preaching to you. If you use your tie to buy a wig, it is unclean wig. The 
That is why you are getting a lot of headaches and migraine because you are wearing something unclean. I'm preaching. Unclean. Unclean. Because it's meant to be anything apart from it makes it unclean. So if you use your time to buy a, a hair extension, yes, we may say it's nice, but it's unclean. That's why you are getting that migraine headache. Because you are cutting something unclean. Preaching. Unclean use. If you take, if you use your tithe to take your beloved out, it is unclean. I say it's unclean. It's unclean. It's unclean. That is why you are paying for her. Her sister doesn't like you because it's unclean. <laughs> Maybe you should look at the sister to you. A sister, look at the sister nearby with a nice and say, is it unclean or is clean? <laughs> Sister, this is your hairstyle. Is it clean or unclean? Is it clean? Or as a check, is it clean or unclean? Unclean use. I say unclean use. Unclean use. You are using it unclean. Anything apart from God is unclean. So what I use it to take somebody out, or even the car, that's why that's why the car is breaking down. It's unclean. Any unclean news. Unclean. So, see, next time you use your tithe, remember the scripture that as I'm not paying my tithe and I've gone to buy this shoe, this shoe is. <laughs> this is what? Unclean. <laughs> so, don't be surprised one day we get an ankle sprain from the shoe. God's money to take a woman out. It's very unclean. It's very, very. First of all, you are fornicating. God is going to forgive you. <laughs> On top of your fornication, you are adding on. <laughs> I'm preaching to you. Already you are fornicating. That one, you need God's mercy. Now you are also going to add. <laughs> At least pay the tithes. <laughs> Tell them about let something be clean. <laughs> let something be clean. At least let something be clean. Unclean. Then he said that another opportunity for unclean use. No give you see, no giving out thereof to the dead. He's talking about problems and situations are not the reason why not to pay. But I have hearkened to the voice of the Lord thy God. And have done according to all that that commandment is made to do. I've done it. I had a morning. I had a, a job situation. I had a financial situation. But Lord, I paid my tithe. I'm talking about true Christians here. In spite of, I, I, I got laid off. I got a situation away. But Lord, I still paid my tithe. That's what I'm talking about. I still paid it. And had done according to all that has commanded me. In spite of my crisis. So the next verse, verse 15, he said that. The next verse. 
look down from thy holy habitation from heaven and bless thy people Israel and the land which thou hast given us as thou swearest unto thy father a land that flowed with milk and honey what is it say look down from, look down from heaven and bless look down God so the next reason is that as you pay the tithe you have a legal basis to ask for a blessing Preaching to you. The pay of my tithe is a legal reason. So God, look down from heaven. When I was broke, I paid. When I lost my job, I paid. So God, look down from heaven. I have every legal right to ask for a blessing. Look down from heaven. Look down from heaven. Look down. God, look down. Because in my morning, I did not eat it. You see, you must have a legal basis to ask for God to bless you. It's not just bless me, bless me, bless me. What have you done? What have you done? You see, one day, there was a lady, one of our sisters in this church. She had a situation, a problem, a difficulty. She was talking to me. She said, Reverend, I paid tithes. I paid my tithes. So I don't see why I should go through this. Then when she said, I agree with you. I said, I agree with you. The fact that the, this, the fact that you have paid your tithes means that based on you paying your tithes, I will agree with you and will ask God, God, turn this situation away because we have every legal reason to ask you to do it. And truth to you, God did it for her. I said, God did it for her. I said, God did it for her. Because she came to see me with a legal reason. It's my right. So I said, they said, therefore, look down from heaven. Bless me. Yeah. Because I paid it. So they were demanding. The people were demanding. They said, look down from heaven. Let God open. You see, so that you see, you are asking God to open up His treasure box. You see, I will open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. So they say, look down, look down, look down, and bless us. Look down and solve this job situation. Look down and solve this accommodation problem. Look down and solve this healing problem because, Lord, I did pay my tithes. And according to your word, he said that because I did it. Look down from heaven and bless. Yeah. Yeah, I'm preaching here. Push your hand there. So what I'm trying to say is that the pain of your tithe gives you a certain confidence. Amen. Look down from heaven. So that God will open the treasures of heaven. Yeah. Treasures. Treasures of heaven. There are treasures in heaven. That's why I said, I will open the window and pour you a blessing. There are treasures in heaven. Yeah. There are treasures. 
treasures in heaven. No, there are treasures in heaven that he will open and pour down. There are treasures in heaven. Yeah. Right, there's a verse I'm going to show. I think it's in Deuteronomy. Treasures in heaven. Down. I think it's in the book of Deuteronomy, yeah. Deuteronomy, um, treasures from Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 12. Do, go to Deuteronomy 28, 12. Deuteronomy 28, 12. Treasures in heaven. We'll come back to this verse. You see, the Lord Someone look at this. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure. The Lord, because you have honored him, the Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure. The heaven to give the rain unto thy land in his season and to bless all the work of your hand. Don't you want the work of your hand to be blessed? The fact that your hand is doing something that's not made to prosper. And to bless the work of all thine hand. And, and thou shalt lend unto many. And thou shalt not borrow. This is the blessing when you open. The, this is the blessing. This is what comes to you when God opens the good treasure. When God opens his good treasure, what comes to you? Is rain, bless hands. You you learn. You don't borrow. Amen. The good treasure. The Lord shall open unto thee His good treasure. When God, you know, for example, you see, you are some of the ladies here. If I take your bag now, I know what I should come take. Take your bag. <laughs> I should pass. Some of you, this is a lady. If you take the bag, you see, as I take this bag. And I'm going through what is in there? Lipstick, uh, tissue, uh, another distance. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean. Look at it. Reverend Fons, look, 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 look. I'm, I'm opening. This is all that is in this bag. This, I mean, if, if this bag is open to you, George, how does this bag benefit you? I'm not talking about the owner. I mean, what, what else is here? <laughs> wah, wah, tissue. Look at that. This is, this is all the treasure that's in this bag. This all. This all. I mean, I mean this is, if, if you steal this bag, what have you got? <laughs> This is what the treasure. But but when God opens up His good treasure, I say when God opens up His good treasure in God's treasure box, there's healing. When He opens, you get healing. When He opens, you get deliverance. When He gets, you get prosperity. You get rain. When He opens up His treasure box. <laughs> Hallelujah. Treasure. He said, The Lord shall open unto thee. May God open his treasure box unto you. I said, May you see God's treasure box. I said, May God open his treasure. Because when he opens, it's not tissue, 
It's not lipstick. It's not shoes. It's healing. It's protection. It's deliverance. Because of the God's good treasure. That's why you can drive on the highway. Go and come. Because protection has been opened to you. Because when you open Anita, when it opens the treasure, favor has been opened to you. Because in that treasure but there's favor. It's not tissues. What else was in that thing again? <laughs> a spray. A lipstick. Slippers. I mean, who needs this treasure? Hallelujah. Yeah. A certain treasure is open to you. Yeah, a treasure. The heaven to give rain unto thy land in his season. I tell you. See, I started by saying that money is spiritual. Let me tell you something. Things happen in seasons. Things actually happen in seasons. Yeah. And a good a good definition of success. I was told by a good friend of mine, success is when preparation meets opportunity. You know what I said? When preparation meets opportunity, it generates success. Because sometimes you may be prepared, but the opportunity is not there. Or the opportunity may be there, but you are not prepared. But when the opportunity coincides with your preparation, then you succeed. That's success. Season. So you may you may even graduate at a very with a very high score, but at that time there's no job at that particular place. It's not there. So you will not you get a good grade and a good job, a good grade. But there was no opening. The opportunity was not there. All the opportunity was open, but you didn't have the qualification. But when that, when when it happens in this season, it means that when you got finished, that job was open. Success, opportunity has met preparation. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So God is telling us, look. So what is that? The next one, to give you a legal basis to ask for a blessing. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Legal basis. That is why that sister when he came to see me, he said, Rev, I paid my tithe. I paid as for tithe. I have paid my tithe. So this I shouldn't go through it. I said, and I said, you are right. Because I also read the Bible, based on what we are saying, let's agree to God. Let's go to God with this particular God. We have paid the tithe. So this diagnosis, take it away. Some of you should tell God, this diagnosis, take it away. This is my tight record. This is my tight record. Unless you don't believe the Bible. Hallelujah. Look down from heaven and land us and bless us. So he demanded the blessing. Let's, let's continue. We are closing. This day, the Lord had, he said, This day, 
the Lord that God had commanded thee to do the statutes and judgment. Thou shalt therefore keep all of them. So it's also a sign of obedience. You pay that because you are obeying what God told you. Amen. Next one, quickly. Thou hast abashed the, the Lord this day to be thy God, and to walk in his ways, and to keep his statutes, and his commandments, and his judgments, and to hearken unto his voice. And the Lord had abashed this day, you see, I'm concluding here. And the Lord had abashed this, this day to be his peculiar people. To be his peculiar people. As he had promised thee, and that shall keep you. God will make you a peculiar. God says, as you are honoring me with my tithes, I will make you a special person. You will not be like everybody. You will not be like everybody. Things will not work with you like everybody. I will make you special because you have honored me. I will make you a peculiar people. You know, you see, yesterday we had a, yesterday I was talking to a brother. See, who to me, who to me is successful? Why do I say so? You see, based on his background, based on his background, I was talking to a brother, based on his background and the family he comes from, and where he is now, I can see that there's a big difference. You understand what I'm saying? So I can clearly say that this person is successful. Do you get it? Because from where he was coming from and his natural surroundings, for him to be here, it means he is successful. Hallelujah. Because success is also relative to your background. I had a brother who was finishing PhD. So I told him, that, oh, since you are finishing PhD, should we have a party and a special ceremony for the PhD? He said, oh, Reverend, why? I said, but it's a big thing. He said, yes, but in my family it's not. That's what he told me. In my family, PhD is not a big thing. Then he began to listen. His grandfather was the chief justice. His father was, so, so like, being PhD is not, nothing great. It's normal in his family. So it's not something that they will be amazed. But some of you, some of you too, the, hard, the, the, the family you come from, you are the first person to go to university, so it's a big deal. High school diploma is a big thing. So, back to my story. So this brother was, to me, he's very successful. Very successful based on where he's coming from. So I was very amazed when you told me that even though he did not come from a background of Titan, when he came to read the Bible and understood Titan, he has never failed to pay tithe. I said, that is the secret. That is why you are, even though your family level is level 20, you are arriving at level 100. Because he came to understand the secret. God said, I will make you a peculiar people. Hallelujah. Special. You know, Let's, let's talk about facts. You see, in medicine, in medicine, there is something called evidence-based medicine. Not, not what you think, but what you can back by evidence. You understand? Sometimes you can think that something works, but there's no proof. 
You see, so there's something called evidence-based medicine, whereby you go that there's a proof. For example, for example, evidence-based medicine shows that mask works, whether you like it or not. <laughs> whether you are a Democrat or Republican. Why do we ask you so? Because when we started the mask, we didn't know. But we know that because of the mask at that time, okay, there was less flu. We didn't have flu. We didn't have, but now, after we took off the mask, now there's a lot of flu. There's a lot of uh, RSV. It means that the mask actually did help. So evidence-based medicine means that the mask did work for some infections. Whether you were a Democrat or Republican, that's not the point. So you are making a statement based on evidence. And in medicine, it's called evidence-based medicine. The facts point to it. Are you hearing me? Evidence-based medicine. And it is evidence-based, whether you agree or not, it is evidence-based that the only race, the only people, the only group of people or tribe or race who have titan as part of their culture are the Jews. I'm telling you whether you like it or not. A Jew, whether he's practicing or not, they know that every year they must contribute a certain amount to the temple. To the synagogue. I work with Jews. They, 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 I work with Jews. I have a Jewish friend. They, I mean, they, 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 they don't obey all the commands, but as for them, to the synagogue. So, if we're going to go by that culture, that in their culture, paying something to the house of God annually is a requirement, then, then we can say that then based on evidence-based, that is why as a race, as a people, they are the most prosperous. You can't argue with it. Will you argue with me? Will you argue that the Jews are the most prosperous? Oh, come on, don't, 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 don't argue with me. By far. Don't argue with me. Don't argue with me. Go to New York. Any big firm. Any problem. Van Stan. Go stand. Ruby stand. Are you arguing with me? Everywhere you work, who are at the top? Don't say anybody. When was the last time you saw a Jewish cleaner? Let's be practical. Let's be practical. Have you seen any of them before? They're always at the top. Evidence-based. Evidence-based. It's not whether you believe it or not. I'm showing the facts. As, as, look, as, as a, as a nation, they're even less than one tribe in Ghana. How many Jews are there? No, they are less. In fact, the Jews are less than the Ashantis. The Akan tribe. But how many inventions have the Akan tribe done? Apples. Apples. I am asking Reverend Afons, how many inventions have the Akan tribe? Say, Apotoriwa. Do you know, you know Apotoriwa?
pepper, Becky. It's a bowl to grind pepper. That's what our country has discovered. We are talking about vaccines, talk about inventions, talk about cars, talk about development. It's the Ben Steins, the Gold Steins. They have developed it. We are a small group of people. <laughs> we have developed something. <laughs> All that you have developed is something to grind pepper. <laughs> so I'm concluding my message that is why yesterday when that brother shared his testimony with me I said another evidence base because where you are in life now and where you are coming from God has really prospered you so I'm not surprised that you told me that tithing is your secret wow. evidence base evidence base don't argue with it. Don't argue with it. Every top law firm. Who's his top? The Jews. Do you work in New York? I do. He's a Jew. Though. Talking about. Shapiro, whether you like it or not. You know, sometimes you can be so proud that even when you are saying the truth, you will, but don't, don't argue with it. So rather... Let us believe God that what has made them prosper. And I'm showing that they are the only people who have this as a culture. So let us, if you want to succeed, do what successful people do. I'm preaching. I say, if you want to do what? Do what successful people do. Evidence-based. Evidence-based. They have their own issues in their community. But as for prosperity, bah, they don't borrow. They do not borrow. See, I'll open them. They don't borrow. They rather lend. One of the reasons why Hitler did them. I'll give you a bit of history. I'm, I'm, I'm also a little astray, you know, because of my... I hear without... One of the reasons why. Because at the point, they owe all the banks in Germany. And we're lending to the Germans. That's what made Hitler hit them. Because the blessing that I read to say, you shall lend and not borrow. You are buried in debt. America, you owe American Express. You owe, uh, and you wait, you wear American Express. You wear Chase. You Capital One. You owe, even Ghana Express. You owe Ghana Express. <laughs> I mean, you owe, you even owe Ghana Express. Why don't you believe God? Why don't you trust God? And because I love, even though I had my own doubts, based on God's word, let me try. Because God said, prove me to see if I will not open the windows of heaven. I pray that God will take you out of poverty and establish you in the land. In Jesus' name, amen. Stand up to your feet and let's close. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, let's pray. Kaliyamat Sandali Ababa. Oh, pray that, pray that God touch my heart, oh God. Help me. Help me. In my morning, may I not eat the tides. I may not, you know, it's unclean, good God. Deliver me from my morning, oh God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You know, I just want to pray a simple prayer. 
and they pray that, Lord, help me to obey your word. Help me to obey your word. Help me to obey your word that I may walk in your blessing. Put your hand on your heart and let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we heard your word, your message. Father, sometimes we struggle. Sometimes it's difficult. Help us to obey. Help us to obey. That we may walk in the blessing. Deliver us from the curse of disobedience. Help us to obey. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, that's a good song. To be happy. To be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. When we walk with the Lord in the light of His word, in the light of His word, what a glory! What a glory! While we do his good work, while we do his good work, he abides. He abides with us and with all, and with all who will trust and obey. Trust and obey. Trust and obey. Yes, Lord. For there's no other way to be happy, to be happy with Jesus, but to trust and obey. Father, we thank you. We bless you. Help us in obedience that we may be a peculiar people. In Jesus' name. Amen. With every eye closed, you are here, you are not born again. You don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. As much as God is interested in your prosperity, His number one goal is your soul. His number one goal is for you to be saved. Because He said, What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Yes, God wants you to prosper. God wants us to have a good life. God wants us to be healed. But his number one aim is for us to be saved. That is why John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. This Sunday afternoon, you came to church. Or you have been watching from home. You are not born again you are not saved you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior please wherever you are I will greatly appreciate it if you can lift up your hand even if in your home you can lift up your hand if you are here please lift up your hand you want to be saved you are not born again Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, 
Say this after me. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. This Sunday afternoon. This Sunday afternoon. I come as a sinner. I come as a sinner. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Thank you. Thank you. For saving me. For saving me. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. We hope you've been blessed. Feel free to join any of our services. Contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com. That's qfcannouncements at gmail.com.